Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. It's our 14th anniversary here at Radio Sega and uh, we're having a bit of an event. Um, again, nothing wrong with that. Uh, thank you to Silver Sonic who did a great lead-in. Uh, did manage to listen to some of his show. Um, a lot of non-standard music for Radio Sega, but a lot of it was really, really good. So thanks to him for that. So, a while ago, I was talking about the internet capabilities of various Sega consoles and the games that would use this particular feature. The Dreamcast was kind of the odd one out here because uh, while the other consoles had a small number of games, the Dreamcast had roughly 200 games which had some form of online feature. In fact, the online connectivity was kind of a central selling point for the Dreamcast as far as Sega were concerned. It is a bit of a shame that it was kind of a bit of ahead of its time, because broadband wasn't really a thing back then. Uh, hello to everybody in the chat. So we've got Resident SD, Mithril Fox, uh, Dan, uh, Eclipse, Ace Croft, Rexy, I think uh, Green Viper's around somewhere. Gosh, it's a very busy chat room today. Hello to everyone. So I'm going to be looking through a few of the Dreamcast online games and seeing what sort of online functions they provided. So I'm going to start off with Bomberman Online, which was released in 2004, and you get to play with four people locally or up to eight people online. You get to take part in a selection of different games as you compete in the Bomb Olympics. All right. You always start out with your standard battle game, and depending on if you win, you can have a go at Bomber Karate, where you charge up a power bar and then strike a series of blocks. Depending on how far you go, you'll get a power up or a power down as a prize. That actually kind of reminds me of the thing in Mortal Kombat, where you have to smash the boards in between the original Mortal Kombat. You have to smash the, the various boards in between uh, rounds. Only, you know, adorable because it's Bomberman. Um, if you were unfortunate enough to lose the match, you have a Miso Bomb mode active. Uh, you get to travel on the outer edge of the ring and you can throw bombs into the arena. Uh, this is a feature that's in quite a few of the uh, Bomberman games. And it is great fun to mess with people when they can't hit you back. <laughs> if you have Super Miso Bomb active, then you can replace an opponent in the ring if you manage to hit them with your bomb. Wow! Along with your standard game mode, you also get four other game rules, which include Hyper Bomber, where you collect three target panels and have to touch the centre gate to win, Submarine, where the map is split and bombs you place on your side are then moved over to their respective spot on the opponent's side of the map. So kind of like a Bombman version of the Battleship game, I guess. Uh, when am I saying you mean to test your might parts in uh, Mortal Kombat? Yes, that's what I meant. Uh, Resident SC, the Bomb Olympics, eh? It was a different time. Yeah. On the other hand, it was 2001, so... I don't know. How to say. Uh, ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. 
I'm not sure if we were saying 2004? No, 2001! Four people that you could play as, or eight people online. Let's see. Uh, right, let's have some music then. Uh, so, from Bomberman Online, uh, I don't have names for any of these tracks, they're just numbered, so you'll have to deal. Uh, we've got track number five, and then from Saturn Bomberman, I've got Mr. Meanie's Future World. So enjoy those, and I'll speak a little bit more about uh, Bomberman Online after the music break.
and that was Saturn Bomberman, Mr. Meanie's Future World, and before that, Bomberman Online, track number five. Um, Electrobiddle is saying that Saturn Bomberman had a direct dial thing, meaning that you can still play against people across phone lines, assuming that you had the net link. Uh, yeah, I mentioned that in a previous episode, actually. Um, which is one of the reasons why I actually have the Saturn Bomberman music, because I think I used it in that episode. I've actually, the next time I get paid, I really need a new portable hard drive, because I've got like a half a terabyte drive and it's nearly full. So, yeah, I need like a two terabyte drive or something for the ludicrous amount of music on here. It's not all Radio Sega stuff, though, but quite a lot of it is. <laughs> Anyway, uh, back to Bomberman Online stuff. So other than the Hyper and Submarine game rules, we've also got a rule called the Panel Paint uh, Rule, where your bombs paint the floor and your panels are all removed if you get hit by a bomb. Though you do get to respawn. It vaguely reminds me of Splatoon, actually. Uh, I wonder if that's where the inspiration came from. I don't know. Maybe. Lastly, we've got Ring Match, where the arena has no wall stopping you from falling off and you have to knock your opponents uh, over, the, uh, over the edge or till the time runs out. The one with the most points wins. As part of the online feature of this game, you get to make an avatar, and as you progress through the game both online and offline, you can collect costume pieces which allow you to customise your avatar. Uh, sadly, there are some costume pieces which you can only get online, and as the servers were shut down back in 2003, you can't really complete your collection. Unless somebody um, managed to reverse engineer some of the servers. I don't, I don't know if Bomberman Online is, some, is one of the ones that's got a uh, an online server. I know most of the, the private servers are Japanese based because the Dreamcast was so huge in Japan. So I don't know, because uh, Bomberman Online only came out in America. That might be worth investigating at some point. Let's see. Uh, Dreamcast Live... Uh, Bomberman Online is apparently a work in progress, according to research that Electric Boogaloo has very quickly done for us. That's interesting. So it's nice that they're working on it, although I don't know where they'd get the the kind of server-side data from since the servers have been down for so long. There must, there must be some serious reverse engineering going on with that. Unless they're just creating the content from scratch, which I guess they could be. I have a lot of respect for the people who do the, uh, the private server stuff for Dreamcast stuff because it must take so much work. A lot of dedication there. Uh, Greyforce saying that um, the panel paint was OG Splatoon and II is countering that it was actually OG Fortnite. <laughs> Fair enough, guys. Uh, Eclipse is saying, I strongly recommend listening to the soundtracks for NES Bomberman 2, Super Bomberman, Bomberman 64 and Bomberman Hero. They are all very good. The last one even introduced me to drum and bass. Fair enough. A lot of the Bomberman games do have pretty banging soundtracks. 
speaking of which, let's have some more. Uh, so again from Bomberman Online, we've got track 11. And then this, the next one after that is one I just included because it had the word Bomber in the name. It's not actually anything to do with Bomberman, but it is an awesome track. So enjoy those, and I will be back after the break to talk about some more obscure Dreamcast games. Speak to you then. to Radio Sega playing the best Sega music 24-7.
are back. And that was Sonic Rush, Bomber Barbara. And before that, Bomberman Online, track number 11. Next up, we've got a game called Ooga Booga, which was released again in 2001 and again only in North America. In this game, you initially play as one of four tribal witch doctors as they attempt to compete to become the Big Kahuna and win the heart of the volcano goddess called Ooga Booga. Alright, that's a bit weird and possibly vaguely racist, but fine. Your starting witch doctors include Twitchy, Hottie, Hoodoo and Fatty. Okay... Each of those has a selection of masks that you can unlock for them to wear. As I mentioned when I first started, you initially play as one of these four, but you can unlock secret characters as well as different masks. The characters are a bit, um... Weird, e even by the standards of this already kinda weird game. As the characters include, and I am not making this up, Death, a pirate, a dwarf, a disco dude, a random generic superhero, a leprechaun, and Abraham Lincoln. I got nothing. I'd, why not? You carry on there, game. Ooga Booga's game mode includes Smackahuna, where you simply attack your opponents using shrunken heads, melee attacks, riding boars into people, or using spells to score as many points as possible before time runs out. Boar Polo where you and a friend compete each other against you try to knock a large bowler, boulder rather, into your opponent's goal. Think OG Rocket League, only with tribal voodoo people, giant boars, and... Uh, uh, I lost the analogy there. And finally there is Tiki Mode, where you have to collect shrunken heads, which not only acts as projectile ammo for attacking your foes, but it's also currency to collect the various Tiki Head totems on the island, and they will shoot at your foes for you. This is bonkers. Bonkers. Uh, Mithril Fox saying, Abraham Lincoln and Death on the same team. Yeah, I know. Electro people are saying, not surprising considering Ooga Booga was made by the same studio that made the original Clay Fighter. That entirely fails to surprise me. Now, as with quite a lot of online titles on Dreamcast, servers for this game were taken down quite a long time ago. However, as of January 2018, online capability was brought back and is compatible with the Dream Pie. A resident SD is saying this game sounds hashtag completely normal. Yeah, I know, right? I just I've done game I've done a show before about weird games and this would have fit right in. Because this is a bit strange. I mean, even by Dreamcast standards, and Dreamcast had some wacky games, but whoa. Alright then. Let's have some music then. Um I couldn't find any music from Ooga Booga. I tried, but it's such a kind of vaguely generic title that it's actually difficult to find anything for it. Um, 
So instead, uh, we've got some th uh, the Lost City from uh, the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy, uh, which has that kind of vaguely um, voodoo feel thing to it. And then from Soul Calibur, we've got the Cursed Image, uh, because it's a Dreamcast game, and I like the Soul Calibur soundtrack. Also, it has the word cursed in the name. Yeah. Voodoo curses. It made sense in my head, leave me alone. So enjoy those, and I will speak to you guys again after the music break. Sega music, live shows, and the chance to request your favorites. This is RadioSega.net. back. 
And that was Soul Calibur, The Cursed Image. And then before that we had Crash Bandicoot in the same trilogy, The Lost City. Um, Mithril Fox is comparing Sega to Valve with regards to Fantasy Star Online games. Because you got Fantasy Star, Fantasy Star Online Episode 1, uh, Episode 2, Fantasy Star Online 2. Yeah, but uh, Sega at least has historical capacity for counting past two. Um, whereas Valve, not so much. So there's a long-running joke about Valve not being able to count to three. Look it up if you don't believe me. Moving on to the things I'm actually supposed to be talking about. So, Anima Star is a pretty interesting game. Uh, not so much because of the game itself, but with what I tried to accomplish. It was released in 2000, uh, this time it was Japan only, and this RPG sees you play as a young boy who must try to make his father's anima ranch famous again. To do this, you need to raise and breed various anima that have to compete in races. As you raise them up, you'll be aiming to influence their stats such as speed, stamina, power to increase their chances of winning. Um, kind of like the chocobos in Final Fantasy VII or the chow in um, Sonic Adventure 2. The game allowed a one to four players through it's unclear about how, whether or not you had a four-way split-screen view or this is only, only possible online. I've not been able to find many screenshots that say either way. What's really interesting about this is that it was planned to have compatibility with the Game Boy Color game Anima Star GB. There would have been a special cable design to allow the two consoles to talk to each other and allow you to race against each other. Sadly, this idea was scrapped for unknown reasons, probably because Nintendo and Sega weren't exactly the best of pals at the time. What's interesting about this is that um, later on, things like the Game Boy Advance uh, was designed to work with the GameCube. Um, things like uh, Fantasy, uh, uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles let you basically use a, a Game Boy Advance as a controller. I've actually got a copy of that game. Come to think of it, I've now got a couple of... Because uh, I've just repaired a Game Boy Advance, so I've actually got a couple of Game Boy Advances I can use. I should stream that one of these days. But yeah, it was a pretty interesting idea. Um, another one of those, like, uh, Sega couldn't have done it first things. Um, shame that it didn't happen. But... I don't imagine that it would have the compatibility between the two would have been that impressive because the technology was at pretty early stages at the time. I could be wrong though. Anyway, Electra Bugler saying, uh, speaking of people who made wrestling games, uh, did they make wrestling games as well? Okay, I know absolutely nothing about wrestling or wrestling games, so I'll have to take your word for it, Electra Bugler. But let's have some more music, shall we? Uh, so from Anima Star on the Dreamcast, we've got Race BGM number one. And then from Anima Star GB on the Game Boy Color, we've got BGM number three. Again, I couldn't find any titles for these. Finding the tracks themselves is enough of a pain. So I hope you enjoy those. And I'll be back after the break to talk about a Dreamcast music creation tool. That might be of interest to Rexy. Speak to you guys in a bit. 
from Anima Star GB BGM number three and before that we had Anima Star Race BGM number one which uh, as a number of people pointed out in the track and I heard this when I first heard the track that uh, Race BGM number one sounds a lot like Dreams Dreams from Nice Into Dreams I thought I was going mad the first time I heard it I was like what? <laughs> very strange um, but they're pretty good tracks so, lastly for today, we've got um, Otore, or o 2 i -ri. I've seen it spelt a couple of different ways. Uh, Dreamcast Sequencer, which is a music creation tool which was released in Japan in 1999. This tool lets you create your own MIDI music track using the Dreamcast, and as far as I know, is the only piece of software which uses the Dreamcast MIDI adapter cable. Now one thing I wouldn't have expected with it being Japan only is that this game comes with a language option which includes English. So thankfully if you do manage to get a copy of this title you won't be blindly wondering what the hell you're doing in Japanese or be forced to look up um, online guides. Because you can just convert it to English. Along with creating your track, there is an option for the Dream, pa uh, Dream Passport 2. Unfortunately, there isn't anything I could find to say what it would be used for, so I can only assume that you could download tracks that people have made or post your own online. I assume that there was some sort of server for this service. There are some examples of people creating MIDI tracks using this software and uploading them to YouTube. 
Uh, but first, I don't know if they've used modern tools for that or if they're using the original. I assume they're using modern tools. Um, and the quality is variable at best. Probably because this is quite obscure. It's still pretty interesting, um, the idea of having a MIDI sequencer on Dreamcast. Because it's, it's not something that immediately springs to mind that you could use a Dreamcast for. Uh, Gavi's saying there's a song that Brandon Flowers did on his second solo album that sounds a lot like Nights. I will take your word for that one. And Eclipse was saying that both of the Anima Star tracks sounded really good. Thank you very much. And uh, Jamie in enjoyed them as well, I think. Excellent. Right, so let's have another couple of tracks. So this one, uh, my only request for tonight for some reason. Uh, this one was requested by Electric Boogaloo and it's from Outrigger and it's 160 seconds. And then after that we've got from Metropolis Street Racer, Am I Only Dreaming? Mostly because with uh, Autore being something where you're supposed to create music, I didn't really have a lot of music to use from it. Oh well. So enjoy those and I'll be back after this music break for today's Chiptune Corner.
listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Sega. Am I Only Dreaming from Metropolis Street Racer? And before that we had OutTrigger 160 Seconds, which was requested by Electric Boogaloo. 
So it's now time for the Chiptune Corner, and today's entry for Chiptune Corner comes from Chiptune artist FTC, who are pretty prolific and have released quite a number of Chiptune remixes, mostly over at c64audio.com, among other places, including our old friends at RKO Remix. Um, so, from FTC, we've got a track which is called Airwolf. Yes, it is based on a game about the TV show and does is kind of a chiptune version of the Airwolf theme. Uh, it's pretty good, so I hope you enjoy that. And let me know what you think. Uh, you can find um, FTC stuff over at Remix64.com. I will, in fact, drop a link in the Discord chat, if it will let me. Come on. There we go. So here we go, we've got Airwolf from FTC. Let me know what you think. Speak to you guys again after the music break. Quick one today from uh, me and on the Chiptune Corner. Uh, so that was Airwolf from FTC, uh, which Electro Boogaloo correctly identified. Um, all we need now is a Chiptune version of Knight Rider, and I will be very, very happy. So thank you, everybody who's tuned in today. We've had a very active chat today, so thanks to everybody who's been in the Discord chat then. Um, I'm going to be back next week, although I've not decided what I'm going to be talking about. My plan is to go through some of my old scripts and see what um, can be kind of added to or expanded on from stuff that I've discussed previously. But if you do have any topics that you do want me to cover, please give me a shout on Facebook, um, where I can be contacted through the Radio Sega Facebook or Twitter. You can contact me on the Radio Sega Discord, where I am Skyblaze42. 
or on Twitter where I am at Blazing Skies. Also, me and Greyfall, my husband, are going to be streaming some uh, Pokemon Sword uh, tomorrow. So if you're interested in that, give me a shout and I will pass you the link. I've been Skyblaze, this has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Coming up next we've got Saturday Night Sega, so stay tuned for that. And I believe Rexy should be along tomorrow for Sega Mixer Drive. And I think there might be some other programming tomorrow, let me double check. Oh, it's just, it's just Saturday, okay. So yeah, there should be um, Sega Mixer Drive tomorrow, I believe. Uh, so keep your ears peeled for that. In the meantime, um, one last track to go out on before you uh, can listen to Saturday Night Sega. So from Echo the Dolphin, Defender of the Future, we've got Hanging Waters. Thank you everybody to, for listening. Take care and good night. Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.